0: Okay, we're back for episode three. We're going, to be t- like, we're going to be taking a break from the literary analysis and just doing a little uh, timeline of like, what were the big hands that crafted the, the modern apocalypse. The key points. So, if we're going to start about this, man. If we're
1: going to start about modern apocalypse, we're not talking about religious aspects. We're not talking about rapture. We're not talking about any of that. We're just talking about the media, what apocalypse is today. So,
0: if we're going to start it off, we're going to start off correctly. We're going mm-hmm. back to Godzilla. Yeah. So Godzilla again was a nineteen fifties film that was a response to ja or is like a, a, a like a uh, Japanese response to the bombing of uh Nagasaki and Hiroshima. Mm-hmm. That that stuff was uh heavy on them as a country.
1: It changed their whole world of view, their whole culture was changed in a matter of
0: days. Yep. And now uh you know godzilla is a force of nature mm-hmm. not not just like he's not the bad guy he's bad the guy. cause to he, humans. He, he he's the product the mm-hmm. product of human uh, the, the product of yeah. human experimentation that's why the bomb was made you know manhattan project all that stuff
1: mm-hmm. is the um nature's force nature's awakening to. exactly
0: you know the the humans like messing around in their in their business mm-hmm. but uh with godzilla like one of the like one of the like like pines like or not pines, though, like, uh, landmarks for apocalyptic movies and, like, media mm-hmm. in general. Because it spawned a whole bunch of other Japanese kaiju films. Mm-hmm. And we even see, um, in response, some American films like uh, King, Kong. King Kong, which we King see Kong. Later. And now, 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 they're, they're beating the crap out of each other on mm-hmm. the big screen. And actually, it's coming out this month. It is, I believe, yeah. Really? Oh, uh, wow. Yeah. We gotta get HBO Max, bro. <laughs> But, but um, yeah,
1: this whole just giant monster caused by humanity just from
0: 1950s um, has caused such a great pull to apocalypses in general. It's a nice little snowball, bro. Mm-hmm. It's a nice little snowball down. It's like, okay, you got Godzilla. And then and- we hit on the probably one of the most influential films in
1: um, dark comedy, Dr. Strangelove.
0: Always, always back with the Strangelove oh! I
1: love Doctor Strange Love. This is actually one of my favorite movies. Okay, okay That's why right. I like talking. Yeah, about do your thing, do your thing, bro. But um, Doctor Strange Love is all about mutually assured destruction. The idea that once one nuke goes off, all the nukes are gone. Yeah,
0: out. basically, basically another response to American, dro- um, the Americans dropping exactly a on Nagasaki, and Hiroshima, but from a uh, more European perspective. More European, yeah, exactly. It's a very interesting film. And in itself, it, it brings up
1: a whole good uh political commentary, and that's where we s- start seeing not only a um what Godzilla is saying, like, hey, we need to stop screwing around with too much science, we also need to say, hey, we have this power. How do we organize it?
0: Yeah, basically much. Um uh, mm-hmm. keep going with Dr. Strangelo. This is actually getting really nice. Mm-hmm. I, I haven't watched the film myself. I have yet to watch it, but uh it it doesn't even have a core main character. It's about
1: several um, interactions that lead to the the trying to prevent the nuclear apocalypse, and then the nuclear apocalypse. All right. Wait,
0: wait. So in Doctor Strange, it's is the setting still like it is 1960s? No, 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 no. Okay, 1960s. But like, is it a fictional setting or no, is it like it's American like it's a Russia? what if scenario? So okay. Um, the
1: whole film starts off with this kind of just uh hinge officer uh, general who has access to causing uh. A nuclear strike on Russia, which at the time Russia was the USSR. Yeah, and, and the other big superpower. the other big superpower with all the yeah. nukes. Now, oh, at this time, we have um, this um, general who swears the water is being poisoned through fl- fluor- uh, fluoride.
0: By the Russians.
1: By the Russians, and that was actually a real conspiracy. Where hey, fluoride is bad for water, and and now we use it in our teeth. And now we use it with teeth, and it's. It's a very funny way, but it, it makes sense because there's a lot of conspiracy theories going around the military. There's a lot of conspiracy theories going around with uh, communism. Like, there was the whole, what was it, the, the witch hunts that occurred? Reagan, uh,
0: uh, no, 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 no. It was like, it, it's the whole Red Scare, Red you know, Scare, better, uh, better Dead Than Red. Exactly. You know, and a whole propaganda thing where America's like, oh man, we, we don't mm. like the communists. We don't like the communists. Exactly.
1: And with that, we start seeing um, the general sends the order, hey, complete lockdown, give me all your radios, you can't talk to the outside world, we're sending a nuke in because we're at the end of the day, kind of thing. And yeah. from there, we see people slowly realizing that this base isn't communicating and there's the order to drop nukes. And we get this whole giant circle of um, uh, talking about um, German scientists, to is America better than the German scientists they hired? And it's a very interesting story. Wait, right,
0: right, right. So this isn't really, uh, this is like a, almost a pre-apocalypse. It is a pre-apocalypse. Right? It's, a, it's a commentary, it's trying it's a commentary on like, like what could happen. You mm-hmm. know, the, the events leading up to it rather than the apocalypse itself. Yes.
1: The it, title it, character, Dr. Strangelove, only has four or five minutes in the show. It's is it a show or a movie? A movie. Uh, my bad. He only has a small bit of it. It's literally this German scientist who starts going off hinge as the nukes are dropping. And it's, it's very funny. I suggest you watch it. I don't want to spoil too much no, about no, no. it. Go ahead. Go ahead. But um, long story short, after attempting to take down uh, – America is trying to attempt to take down their own planes. Um, one of them miraculously hits the um, Russians, which have a secret device. Um, mutually assured to strike called the, um, I forget what it was called, it's the Doomsday Device. And they make this whole huge joke of like, oh, we created the Doomsday Device. Yeah, if you cause any explosion in Russia, a computer system uncontrolled by man will set off a chain reaction of nukes all across the world, wiping everyone as we know it. Yeah. And the whole uh, whole Plot point is, is why wasn't that announced? Oh, we were going to do it sometime in the future. It, it was We have a lot of bureaucracy we have to deal with. We were going to announce it soon, though, kind of thing. Okay. And it's, it's like this whole, like, why, how did this mismanagement of power and lack of human supervision cause this world? Yeah. And that spawns a whole bunch of interesting dramas that we see today revolving around uh, uh, apocalypses in general. Mm-hmm. And after um, Dr. Strangelove, we start seeing the rises of a lot more dark humor, a.k.a. Uh, we have a great one called Zombieland.
0: Oh, yeah. So Zombieland is a 2009 film, I believe, starring Woody Harrelson, Jesse Eisenberg, mm-hmm. Abigail Breslin, uh, and Emma Stone. So, you know, uh, the early 2000s, or like the early to late 2000s was a giant rise actually yeah yeah late 2000s a giant rise of zombie films Mm -hmm. it was when the slasher genre was really just like dying off and you know we got we got in those late 2000 years we got films like uh 28 days later dawn Mm -hmm. of the dead and all that stuff you know focusing around zombie apocalypses and Mm -hmm. you know we we would get shows like the walking dead and other stuff you know that would capitalize on this and really propel that genre to the front Mm -hmm. but uh but uh, Zombieland is different than those like films and other media because while like The Walking Dead and Dawn of the Dead and uh, 28 Days Later, they really took the zombie thing seriously. Mm. They aren't complacent with what, the world that they're in. They want to change it to some but degree. But with Zombieland, you, you follow a cast of characters that just wants to—the whole thing is uh, they, like, they want to go to amusement parks to get Twinkies. Mm-hmm. Which is a whole like thing on the head because like most people in like like let's say the Walking Dead, they want to go back and change the world. They want to go back have a sense of structure, government, Find a seal, have, a, have a have a place. But no, these these characters are living on their um, mm-hmm. their likes and dislikes alike. Yeah. So that there's there's it's pleasure literally in these
1: a sh- it's literally uh, uh what it, if zombies were the best thing to happen to humanity? In world, yeah.
0: There, there's a whole segment where they just hang out with Bill Murray. Yeah. And they 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 have they have fun with guns and stuff like that. It's kind of just like really like taking the whole American, or not American thing, but just like escapism. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's like how um like, it's, uh, cinema watchers. Mm-hmm. You're like, hey, you know, be so cool if we could do that. And it's like you you and a group of buddies. Are like man, that's so awesome. Mm-hmm. In this film, it's him. It's Tallahassee uh, and a bunch of his buddies. Just seeking pleasure, you know they, like they, they 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 wanna want. they wanna they wanna go to get Twinkies. They're his Tallahassee's goal is to find the last Twinkie on Earth. Mm. Um, uh, and, Columbus and just Columbus just wants to go to like go home, and mm. you know Wichita and Little Rock just want to like kill, mm. stuff. They, they wanna kill stuff. They want to kill stuff. They want to find a family. Like yeah, in the end, they just become this yeah, very they, this a, ra- It's like it's like the Guardians of the Galaxy, but like zombie killers, I guess. Mm. Um, and they just like. They they're really content with the apocalypse. They're really cool with it, and that's the whole thing with the sequel too. They're cool with it, man. They're, they're, they're not looking cool for. With it. Or re- not, they don't. They don't care about like ah oh, the greater good. They just want to have fun. Mm-hmm. There is a whole segment in the second Zombieland where where Tallahassee is dressed up as Elvis Presley in the White House. Yes, because why not? Like <laughs> it's like, like you know. It's the whole thing it's, Okay, this lawless land I can do whatever I want mm-hmm. But instead of taking it seriously, He's like, oh, I'm going to kill whoever I want He's like, I'm going to do some dumb stuff That'll make me feel like a kid again mm-hmm. That's basically Tallahassee You know? And uh, while it does have some serious beats It still is just a parody of the zombie genre mm-hmm. Which by the time, like, the late 2010s It was, it was like, beaten It was like mm-hmm. a dead horse That that poor, like, milked cow mm-hmm. It was absolutely, like, you know There's so many people put their spin on it Wow And uh, all that stuff. And by jumping ahead to 2000s, I'd like to make a little
1: side note. There were some great apocalypse um, subjects in the 1980s
0: to 1990s. Escape from New York with uh, Kurt Russell. Exactly. And the whole thing... Uh, 21-21, uh, no, 2001 A Space Odyssey. I don't even know if that's an apocalypse. That's not even an apocalypse, that's, that's just more of a like mental a thriller. existential, like, idea crisis. Yeah. crisis. It's yeah. really
1: interesting, and that's but it doesn't fit the apocalypse. If theme, I had man. an hour to talk about that, I would, but it does not fit the <laughs> <laughs> uh apocalypse. <laughs> it, 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 it is such a cool movie, it is a very a cool interesting movie. movie. Cool. Um, but yeah. yeah, there's a lot of stuff that happened between those times, but. Other than the keynotes of uh, Mad Max was created and stuff like that, it's very... Um, Escape from New York and a bunch yeah, of other like... It's a very... Man, it
0: was really predominantly
1: slasher based. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of like same idea of this happened, this happened, and the characters lived happily or as happily as they could after.
0: No, man. You see Escape from New York, Kurt Russell, Kurt Russell wash up on a beach and he's like, dude, this isn't the... Like the the statue of Except for maybe head. that one. I'm talking about like... Um, it's, it's either you live
1: happily or you have a realization of like, oh, shoot, the whole world's gone kind of thing.
0: Yeah. It was okay. just like
1: – it was either those two things like um, Planet of the Apes and stuff like that. Yo,
0: Planet of the Apes. We got to talk about uh, yeah. that. that. I is, guess we have is, to talk about that No, one. okay. So we're talking about the, the 2010s remakes of the Oh, t- 2010. Remakes. Okay, that makes no, sense. No, yeah. But like, dude, it's an apocalypse, man. Like, mm-hmm. look, at, look at what uh, Caesar did to James Franco, man. They, <laughs> they took over. They got, they got taken over by monkeys. By apes and monkeys. Yep. And I guess it kinda of just like you know are it the thing taking over, they want a world. They want a mm-hmm. world where apes are on top. That's what Caesar's goal is. Mm-hmm. So instead of a, a humans fighting back, i like they're like the apes that are like intelligent now. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like we they've seen how they were treated in the labs mm-hmm. and how humans experimented on them. Mm-hmm. They want they you know they want like their vengeance like they mm-hmm. want the humans to experience the corrupt comeuppance. Mm-hmm. Basically, the apes are kind of like Godzilla in a mm-hmm. sense. How they 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 can be perceived as the bad guys because they're mm-hmm. intelligent and like they're willingly committing a, a, a heinous heinous crimes. Yes, heinous crimes. Which you could say. Um, but, the, but 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 there's still mm-hmm. a product of human experimentation. James Franco's character in the first Planet of the Apes. He's the guy trying to make the like like help them like. Get in, Gain intelligence mm-hmm. You know They're experimenting with science And that's exactly what happens It comes back to bite them mm-hmm. You know James Franco's dead The world is run by apes And the humans are in a last defense against them mm-hmm. And that's interesting because um,
1: When I see Planet of the Apes I also think of Terminator Because it's just like...
0: Yeah, yeah. Terminator Terminator is... That, that fits the apocalyptic bill. Because yeah. it's trying to prevent the apocalypse. Again, you another, you, sent, you yeah. send the guy back in time to help save John Connor. Because mm-hmm. he's going to save the world eventually. Yeah, eventually. And then the, all the sequel movies. Uh, I think
1: I, I, I stop after
0: Terminator 2. I, I stopped two. after 3. I stopped right. after 3. Um, there was the one with Christian Bale, but it was bad.
1: Too. Yeah. Terminator 2. Um, if you haven't watched the Terminators, only watch the first two. for Just for the sake of it, because... They're great movies. They have all these cool plot points and turns, but after that, it gets a little bizarre and yeah. not a lot of plot holes occur.
0: But no. Mm-hmm. Uh, back, back on topic. Back on topic. But We're
1: after Zombieland, about. we start seeing the
0: rises of different ways you can perceive apocalypses, I feel like. like I mean, yeah, you get movies like The Mist, mm-hmm. which is also an apocalypse. Just like, it kind of it fits the zombie theme where mm-hmm. it just happens at, like, it happens at random. You're stuck mm-hmm. with a bunch of random people and you have to fight your way to survive. But mm. they, then again, like, it has a finite end, like, horror, horrific ending. hmm y- you, You've seen it, right? Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's it is a frosty. bleak ending. Mm-hmm. It is such a bleak ending. Wow, it is, it is awful. Which is
1: very different from
0: World War Z, where they actually find Patient Zero. Yeah. You know, like, like the late, like we said earlier, the late 2010s, or the late 2000s and early 2010s were sprinkled with new zombies and stuff mm-hmm. like that. The
1: Zombie craze was the whole thing, because after the slashers, zombies.
0: Basically. Um...
1: But yeah, when we see this like from 2000s to probably now, we see that not only have people create what people have used uh the apocalypse for, they've used it as a messaging system, they've used it as a as a world builder in which people can create their own worlds in mm-hmm. or just simply a commentary about now. And yeah, it almost becomes your reality TV shows of apocalypse based, but
0: oddly r- like well, uh, it hits home oddly it, it oddly, oddly hits enough, home, like' cause yeah, it, yeah, sure, you, you it, have the central themes of like you know of, like that the humans can relate to immediately on you mm-hmm. you know you have that there, mm-hmm. and using those apocalyptic themes to or the, the apocalyptic setting to help flesh it out mm-hmm. I guess it it kind of just it keeps on growing Mhm but uh yeah
1: and um after
0: uh land. Uh, we start seeing uh, Attack on Titan Like we are talking about Yes So back to the Japanese Again We're Like we were talking about earlier mm-hmm. uh, Attack on Titan Is another spin on the apocalypse But it's not just like A simple thing it's like Oh The world's ending Blah mm-hmm. blah blah The humans You know Fight back They get a breakaway mm-hmm. And like Like we were talking about earlier uh, Aaron and his buddies In the survey corps In the walls You know They They discover the truth mm-hmm. We uh, We see
1: The idea of like well, we're the last defense to wow we're in a war a, a, global, a war. global war a global
0: war we're the epicenter of a global like conflict mm-hmm. uh, and like they didn't know about it because like now they're now they have to deal with like years of racism mm-hmm. and hate against the Eldian people who, who are the only people that could turn into titans and uh, basically at the end of this uh, our main character Aaron Yeager is pushed into a corner mm-hmm. and uh, the cycle of hate against the Eldians there's is so there's either two strong. things they could
1: do they can continue this endless war they feel like or B, he can cause something called the rumbling, which is basically... A, the, a, you know, giant, a giant
0: apocalyptic event to where uh, he leads uh, hundreds of thousands of 60-meter-tall titans you stomp on the rest of the world. Which is, they're, they're practically unstoppable,
1: these, practically, these yes. giant um, titan-zombie things. Yeah. They, they, they're unstoppable to a certain degree. And what ends up happening is, like, 90% of the world does get wiped out. You see... Um, it only stopped after um, other characters' interventions, and you see a very
0: few people survive. Yeah. That. And the thing is with that, it's like, you know, causing an apocalypse, being the, the, the actual sole cause of it. Mm-hmm. You know, what, what... And seeing all that death and destruction, like, why? What is what is the purpose of the apocalypse, man? Mm-hmm. And in Aaron's case, it is to stop the hate against Eldians. Mm-hmm. Because in Aaron's situation, it wasn't us or them. It was the Eldians on, on the island... Or the entire world, and mm-hmm. he would pick the, like the the island a thousand times over, because mm-hmm. Aaron was born in a place on the island where he didn't know about the outside world until he was like sixteen. He, no he one knew about known. it. Only like very very yeah, high he, up people on the island knew about it. But even then, but they knew very Aaron little. Aaron has gone through that, like gone through the ringer on that right. island, and he will. He's seen it attacked and attacked and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And now that he sees like, the outside world's reason of hating them, which is why, like, because Eldians are the only people that can turn into titans. Mm-hmm. It has, uh, you know, it's, it's, like, this guy's back in a corner. He wants to protect his people. Mm-hmm. And at the end of it, he, he would decide to cause a, an apocalyptic on the side mm-hmm. rather than rather than let give them the, the slightest chance of them retaliating. Which is
1: a very interesting take on an individual who has all this power wanting to reset the world because we have all these superhero films saying, like, Oh, the main villain's whole idea Thanos, oh, I want to reset the world. What am I
0: going to do? I'm going to kill 50% of Yeah, it. but having your protagonist, the person you started the story with, the person you've been following through multiple like mm-hmm. episodes or volumes or chapters do this, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's a, it's a it's a nice little flip on that. Mm-hmm. And because like, you can still sympathize with Aaron because you've been through the ringer with him, man. You've seen his mom die. You've seen the walls get broken in. You've seen, you've the seen betrayal him have trail and you've, the seen the, you've seen him fight uh, his friends. Mm. But you understand why he's, he's he so does nonchalant about carrying mm-hmm. this out. This, this the rubbling. Yes. You know, it's because like he wants to protect his people. It's his mm-hmm. entire thing of day one. Even even if he'll have to take back his I'll kill the titans, he's using Titans. Do that. He's become he's become the monster that knocked in the walls that day. Mm-hmm. There is literally a scene that is very reminiscent of the first episode,
1: where instead of um, these giant creatures invading his home, he's invading the um, enemy, suppose, m- the, the, enemy, the main enemy with with, him, with other his um, other Titan people, yeah. with
0: his own his giant monstrosity, mm-hmm. and he's like causing a bunch of death and destruction. And the whole thing of why is like, is like he's starting this apocalypse. because I want to stop the cycle of hatred. Because because on and on again, it'll, it'll Roland's head is like, no, we hate them, we hate them. I'll mm-hmm. be on top, they'll be on top. There's no finite solution to this without them mm-hmm. dying. If you get what I mean, it's very interesting because it is, it is always just one or the other. In it is case. one or the other, and.
1: And by choosing the um, the death of the rest of the world instead of his own people, an interesting occurrence happens where, when that happens, everything's going to be reset.
0: There's no one technically on top. Yeah. So there is no cycle of hatred. And It's like there's no racism. I I okay. There's I, probably going to be. Well, okay, okay, no, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna like, it's like what people saying, you know, there's no, if, if there's no racism if there's one race, you know, mm-hmm. but like even then, we've seen people of the walls infighting. We've mm-hmm. seen how the how the royals kept the secrets from the normal people. We've we seen saw the secret, the secret military police that were meant to kill people, like who found like, out? Yeah, like there there will be this. this isn't a perfect solution for Aaron. Mm-hmm. Like there will be hate. Maybe maybe not the cycle of hatred against Eldians specifically, but Eldians will be killing each other and Eldian lands will be lost. Mm-hmm. So you could sympathize with the guy, but there's no concrete mm-hmm. solution to his thing, his his like his predicaments. Mm-hmm. And um, stepping away from Attack
1: on Titan, other like big influential like post apocalypse, um, we see the resurgence of Mad Max, but in a different light. Instead of seeing a self serving main character, we see a a drifter who completed his task of killing the people who were responsible for killing his uh, family, helping another family. yeah, helping other people, and uh, Mad Max actually got awarded like six, like
0: Oscar. What was That's it? It was like it was, a, it was a lot of Oscars. A lot
1: of awards uh, for that one, and we see this um, this take of a lawless society, which Mad Max has a bunch um, to a uh, like. What if we try setting up a a society or a semblance of a society um, in a already predetested uh, Australian outback that has no rules. Yeah. And it's the... It's, it's an odd one because it's seeing the setup of a society after the apocalypse, not the society already built like in Orwell's mm-hmm. or... It's the building
0: It's the building Of the society Something that Most people don't want to watch cause But Yeah Because like when, when people ring apocalypse They think Oh the world is being destroyed Currently That's the whole thing We're watching But mm. apocalypse You can deal with the, the start of it The fallout of it mm. there, There's a lot of leeway You can deal with apocalypse stories mm-hmm. It's not just Oh let's watch the world burn again mm-hmm. It's like Okay what can we do to, uh, exactly. And it's a very interesting
1: take. I believe that was released in 2016. The, uh, no, like, no, no, 2014,
0: 2015, 20, no, Fury Road? Fury Road? Yeah, what, what No, was that? Not, not 16,
1: 15. 15? Which is very, like, in the same ballpark of when um, Attack on Titan started ge- getting released and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and and it, mm-hmm. it's just a very interesting take, and it's all started from the um the one movie that kind of started the whole idea behind apocalypse godzilla, godzilla man and, and, then, and again like, apocalypse
0: isn't just like isn't just like oh we're watching the world burn it's like you know mm-hmm. it started off is like okay godzilla's here because it's the cause of humans you know mm-hmm. we we were we, we messed around too much we got this extremely mm-hmm. destructive power and you know we used it what's mm-hmm. all right what's going to be the cause of that and then th- like what's, what's our consequence for using that type of power and as a side note, I'm going to talk about dystopia here because
1: yeah, this is um, very semblance to a, apocalypse. Uh, dystopia, the term of it, or what the term we know now, wasn't really created until Orwell created in 1984. Uh, 80. I always mess up on the numbers. Um, 1984. The dystopian idea was very loose until Orwell defined it in that very, very persuasive book. Yep. And... It is talking about hey we shouldn't be capitalists. It is a uh, it, isn't uh, it, it isn't was really it was a push for um uh against social uh, against capitalism because um, remember Orwell also created and oddly uh, enough this is farm. very symbolist uh, symbolist of a uh, dystopia uh, Animal Farm was an
0: Animal Farm a critique of socialist ideals? And stuff yes,
1: like that? it was so. I suppose it is against socialism. I'm sorry, I got it mixed up. It is a um, a way against socialism,
0: yeah.
1: Um, or co- maybe it is communism. Orwell was it a very interesting person, but, but yeah. uh, the idea of dystopia wasn't brought up until 1984, uh, 84, which was published in 1940. When was it published? It was like 1948, I believe. 48, which is actually a predecessor, if you think about it, to Godzilla. But I believe a lot of the media today gains a lot of influence from Godzilla itself. Oh, uh,
0: not really the gain the influence, but the Godzilla was the stepping stone. The stepping stone. It was, it was the starting Mm -hmm. lines for apocalyptic themes and movies. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I think that's where we're going to wrap up this episode for now. Mm -hmm. I'll catch you in the next one.